Shut up and sit down. What is up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode, episode 61 of the STS Guys, a special Wednesday night episode. I am Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's Nate. And I'm Scott. <laughs> Sorry, my, my audio is messing up. <laughs> my audio isn't working. It's weird. And we are the STS Guys, a <laughs> weekly podcast where we sit around shoot the stuff and talk about anything geeky, nerdy, and cool. What is going on this week, guys? Oh, good good save, Jeremy. Good save. Hey, I have to because so this week, I said we actually have a special guest on the podcast. Special <laughs> guest. This is this is Ian. Say hello, Ian. Hey, hey, it's Ian Doge. Hey, Ian Doge. What is up, Ian? Thanks for joining. Hey, hey, Welcome. Ian. Hey. So it's good to have you on the podcast, Ian. So Ian, so the reason why Ian's on the podcast this week is because he was able to actually join us at our exciting adventures uh, from this week. So normally I ask, hey, what's been going on this week, guys? But I don't have to ask any of you guys that just because I know because we were all together when we took our adventures together. Our first official all four STS guys road trip. It was, it was amazing. It was to Southern California. Anaheim for DesignerCon, Decon. Wait, Larry, so what you're saying is not only was it an STS guys, not only was it an all STS guys trip, but it was an all STS guys road trip? It was. It was a road trip. Separately, we we all traveled by, by one by plane, three by car, uh, like I said, to Southern California um, for our first ever Decon. Uh, it's previously been held in Pasadena, but this time it was in Anaheim, right by Disneyland at the Anaheim Convention Center. I, I have to say, like I said, this was, I said, I've been in the Anaheim Convention Center one other time. Like I said, I forget how nice that convention center actually is. Um, so it, we'll, and we'll, we'll get into that here in, in, in a little bit, but uh, it's like I said, it's, it was an awesome convention. Yeah. No, I, I will say this. It just not not to to jump into anything specific that we saw. It's probably my favorite convention that I've been to in a very long time. Like just all the stuff that was there and and everything. Like it was, it was awesome. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, one of those cons that kind of surprised me. You know, we'll talk about it more, but uh, it was a fun time to say the least. So. What do you want to go into, Jeremy? How do you want to talk about it? I don't know. Like, there, there's, there, there's literally just so much to talk about. Um, so, well, well, first, let's let's kind of get into kind of the, the, the convention experience and kind of our our kind of road trip all together. So, so kind of what Larry was saying, like, so we we all kind of arrived at the con separately, but like I said, once we actually got there, I so said we all kind of met up. Um, I said we grabbed our our, our press badges and then. This con had probably one of the most interesting things that I've ever seen in a con. They had an, a separate, basically, exhibition hall where they actually queued the line to get into the con before it opened. Um, yeah. 
which is actually really, really cool. Just because like, so they actually went into one of the lower halls in in the lower stories of, of the actual convention of the Anaheim Convention Center. And Hall, Hall E, if yeah, you know Hall, Anaheim. Yeah, Hall E. And then so basically they had it all open and they basically queued uh, the line. Uh, to get in on, on basically every day of the con. So the very first night of the con, so that was the VIP night. And so that basically only VIP badge holders and press and, and media and stuff like, like that got in. And so they actually had everything queued up in the, in that bottom hall, which which I thought was kind of cool because um, even though it's it's November, it's kind of cool that you're not waiting outside. Like, so you actually have a kind of a place to kind of relax and sit and you know wait for the, the actual convention to open. So what did you guys well, kind of think about that? That was one of the things that I thought was the coolest idea, because uh, to be honest, unless they have those escalators in the I can't, I can't remember which one. It's like D or D or C that are up there that it's actually have D, the yeah. escalators yeah. down. Yeah. Unless you're going to turn on those escalators, like you're wasting the big amount of that space. And when you know there's going to be a crowd that's going to come, especially when you have some of the, the guests that we'll get into later, you know, is going to bring a crowd of people that are going to be waiting there. Setting up a specific like waiting area is probably the best idea that they could have done. Yeah, I was actually I had said something right when we walked in because uh, the guy had told me, you know, go to Hall E, go to Hall E. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm just thinking it's down the hall because it goes C, D. I'm expecting E to come along. Um, But then we start going down the escalators and I actually turn around and look at the guy. I was like, you mean down here? Like there's a separate waiting area because I didn't see anybody. And then I went to the guy at the door and I looked to my right and I see the, you know, the line. But I thought, like Jeremy said, it was so clever rather than like waiting outside, rather than like queuing up in some awkward line where you're not sure if people are sneaking in or something. You know, it was clear like where your place was because you could see everybody coming in and everybody started queuing up, you know, like they should. But it was nice because it was sheltered. It was air conditioned. There's a bathroom right next to us. I mean, for a waiting area, it was not bad at all. Well, and how many like cons have you gone to where there's just that mob of people that just kind of crowd around that the the doors to get into those halls, you know, like and then every you know, couple minutes before the thing, everyone kind of pushes right up onto each other to the point where you're just like shoulder to shoulder waiting for that, having that big waiting area and you can organize it because they had it really well, like organized for here are the line and here's kind of where it starts and everything it made it almost bearable to have to like sit in line like it was it was not bad and a lot of security too a lot of like ushers line ushers and just people watching i remember the second day (laughs) uh, specifically there was that one guy and jeremy knows who i'm talking about but he was so serious about his job he's like you know you go down here you fall in line single file you know it was it's kind of funny. You, you poke fun at people when you see that, but you almost appreciate it too. You're like, man, I love the organization here. This is great. Yeah. It was a little over the top, but I think we can, we can say what happened. It was Scott, right? They, they didn't let Scott down to the VIP area because he had a press badge. Yeah. And it I makes sense, right? The line is for VIPs. The security guard was very adamant that Scott couldn't go to the VIP line. Yeah. True. Tell us that experience, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was that was an interesting one. The sad thing was I did have a VIP badge. I just had left it at the hotel since the day before. We didn't need those VIP badges to uh to do to do anything since we had the press pass. I was like, oh, this is fine, I'll just go downstairs. And yeah. uh yeah, no, that guy that guy was kind of a dick. 
Yeah, my, my question, I was going to be like, uh, what if I wanted to go film the line down there? Like, <laughs> he was definitely the most extreme we came across. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But then, like Dave said, it's at least they were paying attention and, the, and he cared, man. Like, that's kind of rare at a, at a convention. So that's why I think it's worth calling out exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, and, and things like that, like, especially with the, those lines, they had a really good system. Like, the badges were all different color coded to a point of like you could easily look at a badge and tell what what it was or what was going on um and then uh they had like those separate areas so you knew like this is where you are and they had people at each door being like hey you have a yellow badge you got to go to go to this hall go down this way go down that way like it 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 was really well organized for a, like a large convention like that like that's um was really impressive. So, so what I find funny though about that entire entire situation um, is that by them blocking you from going to the VIP area, it actually worked out more to our advantage uh, because we were basically able to kind of bypass that entire VIP line and get into the hall before they ever did. Uh, you know, on any given day. So by them basically trying to say, "Hey, you can't go and 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 wait down there." Hey, you know what? They're basically saying, hey, go ahead. You have approval to go ahead and cut the line just because you can basically go in this door as soon as it opens. Yeah, and it was awesome. And like there was a little bit of a hiccup the first day, but the second day, super smooth. Seems like we got in easy. Seems like everybody else we were hanging out with, uh, waiting to get in, got in easy. I didn't really hear any problems with line management or uh, anything like that. And like you guys said, I didn't talk about the queuing area. The queuing area was awesome. Hey. Hey, uh, it was awesome. So it was, it was really cool. There's really n no complaints for, for that. Uh, right? There's been issues with security and that kind of stuff. But DesignerCon had it had a lockdown. <laughs> you can stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like, like Jeremy said, you know, we had kind of a separate area. And Scott had mentioned this earlier. We had the press badges. So we didn't really... You know, there was a specific reason we got the VIP, but luckily with press, after a little bit of effort right at first, we were able to kind of get in on our own entryway, which made it nice for us to kind of get in there early, do what we needed to do, and then we could join the con, you know, enjoy the con. Um, so, well, well, let's talk about, like I said, just kind of our, our, our first experience once we got in the hall, because like I, said, I think, like, literally, like I said, from from the moment we got there, from from everything else, I said I think it's probably one of the most organized cons that I've actually seen and I've actually experienced in a while. Um, not from not only the, the the getting of the actual badges because they actually had the, the badge pickups even open the day before as well. So even before the actual like convention happened, that first night was 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 VIP night. So little but still anybody can come actually pick up their badge. I never saw a, basically any time a huge line. To, for badge pickup uh it was basically always because they always they had multiple different booths available for, for, uh, available for badge pickup where i never saw that really queued you know really too too large plus like i said the the, the waiting area downstairs like i said from from day one like i said it was for, from from my perspective a really organized con um but from the the, the next kind of step was we got into the con um honestly being in in that in the convention on Friday, before the, even the VIPs got in, um, and it's kind of just getting the the sense of the largeness of, of the exhibitor hall 
um, it it was it was bigger than what I thought it was going to be uh, because they actually took up two specific uh, halls. Uh, so I think halls C and hall D, right, guys? It's yeah, it's yeah. C and D, and, C and, D. and yeah, just to, to put it into perspective, uh, one of the last cons I went to, it was years ago, but I it was at uh, BlizzCon a few years ago, and they only used I think at that point there was three of those those ones, so they had that the one more section this felt as big as one of those major con- like major cons like with the size like it was impressive i did not expect it to have two of those convention halls yeah it definitely blew me away the the amount of stuff and the amount of vendors that they had and artists and you know you could just keep walking and finding things like you know uh, that was the coolest part and definitely a lot more than i had expected i didn't think it was going to be that big i knew it was going to be big but it was much larger than I had imagined, and that was awesome. Yeah, totally. And I like I I, I had been saving a list of things I wanted to check out on my uh, Instagram under the save collection thing. And after I got home, I, I kind of scrolled through it again. I'm like, oh, how did I miss this? How did I miss that? Like, there was so much cool stuff that um, because I didn't have a really good plan, right? Totally my fault. Um, I missed a couple of things that I wanted to see and a couple of things I wanted to buy. But there was so much other cool stuff in the moment. Didn't even matter. Yeah. Well, and to, to kind of piggyback with Larry, like one thing that um, we uh, we had kind of discussed was at almost every one of those booths as we'd walk by, even if it wasn't something that we were like super interested in, like there was at least interesting stuff at almost every booth or every other booth as you walk by. Like, you know, people had all these different like collectible things or they're different kind of arts or prints or anything like that like it was really cool just going and looking and see like this guy's creative what did he make you know like it was awesome just to go see everything that people had yeah and even if it wasn't something that you like you and i would normally buy or even kind of walk by like it was it was still really cool to see the stuff they had made whether it was like statues like figures or like art prints or any of that stuff like just as a fan of that kind of like scene like it was really cool to see some awesome stuff Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, we had some pretty cool experiences, which I'm, I know we're going to get into, but um, just <clears throat> the people that showed up, the the companies that were there, and they had some of the you know main people from most of those companies, and some of those were smart, smaller artists, but you know, Funko had some big names. Some of the other companies that I went to had some of their main creators or main designers there. I mean, they were in full force to represent themselves. Yeah. That was really cool. So yeah, Metacom had a lot of their like designers for their different lines that were there doing like signings or where you could yeah. meet them kind of a thing too, which was yeah, really he, cool. Even that I don't know his name, but the main Metacom guy was like hanging out at the booth pretty much the whole time on Friday, yeah. like by himself. He was just kind of standing yeah. there. I'm like, should I walk up to him? Like say hi? Yeah. But oh, I don't even know his name or anything. When I went through the line, I was just was like, hey, how's it going, buddy? I don't know his yeah. name either, but I said hello. <laughs> well, well it's like Americans. Well, part yeah. of part of the, the, the cool interaction, too, on that first day was also seeing some uh, some friendly faces. So uh, real quick, just because we didn't do this in the beginning, I want to give a, a quick shout out to the chat. Uh, we have in the chat, we have nerd smithing. We have Heather Bradshaw. Who we actually saw at the convention, so it was nice to see her. We have hey, hey. we hey, have hey. Nikki XOXO, we have Harvey Sanders, and we have Nicola, which we also saw at the convention as well. So it was, it was great to see you, Nicola, at the convention. So yeah, right. 
It was great to and see you like and we said earlier, Ian Doge was with us too. Yeah, so now it looks like now it probably becomes like kind of that that the exciting part of day one. So day one, since it was low key, like so the, the VIPs hadn't even gotten into the door yet. Um, we basically kind of did a, a quick kind of just run around the convention center. One, just to kind of get our bearings, and then and two, just to kind of kind of see kind of who we wanted, what we wanted to set up for like interview wise uh, for some of the videos that we were going to be shooting. Um, we we wanted to get a picture in front of that giant Jurassic Park dinosaur before like the big whole crowd came in. Yeah. That it, thing was amazing. That was that really was cool. Awesome. Uh, that, that was really cool. Plus, I said it was really cool because we, so we got a lot of like pre set up and just having co- some conversations with uh, with some of the vendors. So a lot of them said we're, we're still getting set up. We're saying, hey, you know what? We just organize a time uh, to come back later, uh, just so that way we can uh, one they can have their full their, their full booth set up, and then two, like so they can they can have the rest of the time to be able to set up their booth for the VIP night. Um, so as I said, as the the, the hour kind of closed out, we actually made our way over um, to. Kind of the, the one of the things that we were most excited to see, which was uh, the, the Funko booth. And so Saturday morning by Funko, which is basically they brought all of their cereal. They brought some some cereal bowls. They brought some of their T-shirts. It was an awesome store like setup. You had basically uh, this is some of the employees. They're all dressed in like so their aprons. They had shopping carts. So basically when they went and got your order, so they had like shopping carts. They, they, that's how they got your order. Um, so it was really good. It was really cool to kind of see that, but probably the coolest part was, was kind of an interaction kind of the, 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 the you and Ian had Larry, did you, you guys want to kind of talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, right. We walked in, um, Funko was doing their Instagram live with Hillary and Mike Becker kind of just showing off everything that was going to be at the booth. Um, Ian, you may want to unmute yourself. Um, we were waiting right outside the booth and Ian's like, Hey, I really want to meet Mike Becker. I'm like, all right. Like he recognized Mike Becker from making fun, the movie, right? Funko documentary currently on Netflix. Go check it out if you haven't watched it. Um, but he, right. He recognized him. Like, all right, just wait, wait, like let him finish up and we can probably go say hi. So we're hanging back like a good, like six, 10 feet, something like that. Like we're, we weren't right up on the booth. And, uh, as soon as they wrapped up, Mike Becker says, Hey, 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 come here. And then what happened Ian? So he brought me um up to the Funko booth. So I got to be the first one in the Funko booth. Um, I So basically, I was the first one to do all the stuff at the Funko booth. So I took a picture in the giant cereal bowl. I, um, I got a big spoon. And he gave me a little box of cereal. That somewhere, I don't know where, we got way too much. But I will show you my spoon. Yeah, that's not just any ordinary spoon. Yeah. It is a Mike Becker signed spoon. That is awesome. Pretty cool. I actually thought that interaction was so cool. Because I know we were kind of sitting back and we were like almost fanboying a little bit. Like, oh my god, it's Mike Becker. And then I started asking Larry, you know, are those the guys from the Funko Boomcast? Yeah. You know... uh, and then all of a sudden, we see Mike Becker call Ian over, and they had their interaction. And yeah. it was just really cool to watch because he was so nice to Ian. He signed this, you know, the spoon. He gave him the box of cereal. Jeremy's got yeah, one here, of the boxes. Here, here's of what the box of cereal looked like. So basically, first non-Funko employee to basically hold this box of cereal, even before like everyone else got into into the 
was not the one, the only Ian Doge. So yeah, but it was it, it really was cool to see like a uh, I want to say a big wig right for a company to see somebody like as a fans like hey like I have time like what am I you know you're at you're at a conda to meet people anyway yeah take a fan aside and and do something cool like that that's amazing yeah yeah it was awesome like uh like he took a picture with Ian in the cereal bowl right and then uh they they did their thing he signed his shirt um and then they called me over like Dima took the picture he's like hey you you want to get a picture of all three of you I'm like okay and like as all this is happening I'm just looking over at these guys like this is happening right now like Mike Becker just called my kid over and uh, we're taking pictures and stuff. Like you just send your hand out free cereal. It was it was pretty awesome. I think like everybody has that aha Funko moment. I feel like that was Ian's aha Funko moment, and then it was just a plus one in my column for for more awesome Funko moments. So, so the Ian, he didn't just sign your uh, uh, spoon though, right? You got you got another signature. So the next day, uh, Jeremy, Ian, and I were walking around. Uh, we were actually we bought we bought our bear brick cereal. Uh, at the Medicom booth, because Medicom yep. had their own cereal. And as we were kind of just regrouping after we bought it, trying to figure out where to go next, uh, Mike Becker and David Romero, the director of Making Fun, walked by. And I'm like, dude, there goes Mike Becker. So Jeremy grabbed our Brer Brick cereal, went and had him sign it for us. Mike Becker walks back out, says hi to Ian. And then Ian's like, will you sign my shirt? Second day, right? New, sh- <laughs> new shirt, new autograph shirt. Um, and then I'm like, wait a second, we had a pop too. I'm like, Ian, did you want Mike Becker to sign your pop? So he said, yeah, dude, I'll, I'll sign it. Um, show, show, show everybody what you got, Ian. So here's my cool signed Funko Pop. It's Fortnite and it says to Ian, have fun, Mike Becker. Awesome. And also, before I finish talking here, please go to iandoge.com and subscribe. Fair. Nice job. Look at that. Take after your, Shill, your dad. Shilling like a villain. Yeah. Good job, Ian. Oh, no, and by the way, I beat Nate in Fortnite. <laughs> Multiple times, Ian. Ian, I, I will I, say this live in front of everybody. You are way better at Fortnite than me. I, I'm going to tell you that this. Um, I think most of us would beat Nate in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ian, I, so what is your... I don't, I don't know. I'm not very good at it either. <laughs> So, Ian, you said go to iandoge.com to subscribe to your channel. What is your channel? What do you do on your channel? So, what I do on my channel is I do some gaming videos. Um... Unboxings? Have you ever done any unboxings? Yeah, some unboxing videos. And... Challenges? How about challenges? Do yeah, you do and some challenges. Cool. You guys like and... Splatoon too. He plays a lot of that, too. Um, I, I, uh... And I do some streams on there. Awesome. So awesome. Fortnite. You, you can search for Ian Doge, or if you just type in iandoge.com, it'll take you directly to his channel. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Talk about a great start to a, a con, though. Yeah, you know? that was all. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so that, that was, I said, literally, you said, probably, I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for me, and I, I, I don't know if I, I kind of, I think I speak for you too, Larry. I think this turned into probably one of your favorite conventions that you've actually been to, just because it was. I don't. I hate to use the word intimate, but it was it because it, you you basically got to do what you wanted to do with not that much effort. Uh, like I said, like I said, we got into the Funko line with relative ease. 
like I said, we got into, like I said, we, we had some interactions with some, with some awesome people with relative yeah. ease. Um, yeah. uh, uh, let me just add on to that, Jerry, because walking through the, the con, I, I was surprised that like, there was never a point where they had like congestion points. Like they had it laid out really well that you could walk around and see everything. They were really good about like managing lines. So for like, you know, Metacom and Funko had huge lines. That there they... was one time on, sorry, there was one time on Saturday uh, after Ian got a cheeseburger at the uh, food court thing when we were walking back that I got frustrated because there was some congestion. I'm like, oh, people get on my way. And then, then I realized, I'm like, wait a second. This is like the first time all weekend that I felt like I had to slow down because there were people in my way. Like one time did, did I run into some people. You know, you, you know what it was is I think they gave extra space for the the aisleways the, the eyes yeah they were super wide the um, whole thing was wider. just super laid back yeah, yeah super sure. super wide like aisles helped out so much mm-hmm. no, I yeah, never go ahead jeremy no sorry, sorry. i think I, I made comments to i don't know to scott i think i took you guys multiple times on on the width of the aisles like i said it's just that made such a huge difference in terms of moving the traffic in and out and and just making sure that one, like I said, if you felt if you, if you stopped at a booth or you stopped in front of a booth, you didn't feel like you were blocking the rest of the traffic behind you, where you felt the, a, a rush to basically, okay, hey, hurry up and look, and then move move along to the to the, to the next booth. Uh, so I said I, I really liked the, the the layout that way, just because I said it felt like I could take my time at at the majority of the vendors. Yeah, for sure. And like I think the best example is the actual Funko booth. Is I we posted up a video of me walking in front of the Funko booth as slow as I possibly could and making an awesome video. Um, you can't do that at San Diego. You can't do that in New York Comic Con, right? It's move along, move along, move along. Um, you you can't take that time and just stand there. Uh, but we were able to stand in front of the Funko booth, meet up with the fanatics, uh, make some new friends. It, it was awesome. And like I said a second ago, like it was just super laid back and super awesome. Yeah, and if, if you guys are curious about what the Saturday morning Funko booth looked like at DesignerCon, uh, we actually posted a video uh, of, what was that? That was you, Larry, that you kind of took a little walkthrough. Yeah, so it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up there. I've got another Metacom one, too, that I haven't posted yet. That should go up tomorrow, Thanksgiving. Um, I should have it ready to go, finishing up the editing, finding some awesome music. Um, but if you want to see the Funko booth, uh, I mean, sorry, the Metacom booth, uh, we'll have that video come up real soon. Yeah, that booth, the Funko booth was just so cool. You know, it was. Like, just the whole setup, man. Like, it was it was just really cool. It was more than, like, they could have just brought, like, the cereal and some boxes or something. But no, they had that giant cereal bowl you could take a picture in. And on VIP night, um, right, everyone got to take a picture with Mike Becker. Mike Becker hung out there, I'm pretty sure, for the whole four hours. Ian mute. Um, pretty sure for the whole four hours. Um which is awesome. Then you could taste that cereal down at the other end and take your picture in front of another giant box of cereal. It was awesome. Yeah. Really cool. So you, if you guys haven't seen it yet, check it out on our channel. We posted a video of that Funko booth. It's yeah. really awesome. I do have to say, I think the only time where there was a line that got a little kind of out of control was on Saturday when uh, Jeremy and Larry went to go uh, meet uh, Aquabats's, uh MC Bat Commander. Yeah, right? that line um, that line was fine. It, but it, the it only just... reason I say it, it went straight across one of the aisles. Oh, yeah, fair. You know, like, yeah, like it was the only line where I was like, ooh, they should have like snaked that one a little bit. 
True. But, and it was so slow. I had so many people cut in front of me. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, we met MC Bat Commander, me and yeah. Jeremy um, from the Aquabats. It was I awesome. The surprise. He, uh, yeah, he, he was, he was super cool. Took pictures with us, signed some autographs. Uh, if you don't know, the guy who leads the Aquabats also created Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, so there's a little bit of glare, but I had him sign my Plex Pop. Uh, it's pretty awesome. I was happy. Uh, me and special guest Ian Doge used to watch Yo Gabba Gabba all the time. So uh, that was pretty rad. Uh, but yeah, he was awesome. Took his time. Like he was talking to one couple for like a good 20 minutes. Uh, once I mentioned the Kickstarter and how I contributed. And how I was stoked to get my Aquabats vans here pretty soon. Like we became best friends and we talked for a good like five or ten minutes too. It, it was super cool. And again, so laid back. Like everybody just took the time for the fans, the artists, the people signing, Mike Becker, like everybody just it was fans first, which you don't always see or don't always have time for at other cons. Um, so yeah, it was just beyond beyond my favorite part, man. Well, like I said, cool. you, you, you said we talk, we're talking about our, our, our good experiences. We should also yeah. talk about the bad experiences. And how, how basically the STS guys got cut in line twice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that that was not cool, bro. It wasn't cool. Like I said, it, 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 happened, it happened twice. Um, twice? How, how do you get cut in line? So what, what happens is when, what, when, you, when you get cut in line, what ends up happening is, like I said, there's not, there's not anybody that can cut you in line. There's a certain caliber of people that can cut you in line. Yeah. Um, so the first person that, that cut, so me and Larry were st- standing there and walking by, this guy, this guy comes up with his like little entourage of people. Um, and it was another, another than skateboard legend, Steve Caballero. Uh, so those of you who don't know who Steve Caballero is, like I said, in the world of like Tony, it's like basically Tony Hawk, Steve Caballero. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. They're hand in hand, basically. Like that, he that, didn't get his own video game, but he's still a, pre- a pretty big deal. Yeah, he's a legend in skateboarding world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I owned basically almost every pair of Steve Caballero shoes back in the day, just because I said they were my favorite skate shoes back in the day. Yeah, he's definitely was, a big deal. It was pretty cool. But how do you one up getting line cut by a skateboarding legend? Well, the next day, again, this is like literally, we were next in line, and then people walked up. Um, so the next day. Uh, we were in line because Mike Becker's doing a signing and they were giving out posters. And I wanted one of those Funko posters. Um, and none other than Jack Black, star of Kung Fu Panda, star of Orange County, star of School of Rock, cut us in line. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that that was that was interesting because that kind of like that one halted everything. Oh, yeah. Now, I texted you guys because you guys weren't with me. I'm like, dude. Jack Black is over at the Funko booth. Yeah. Like, get over here. Yeah, I totally missed it just because I was basically trying to save a spot. Like, trying to save a spot, but then it was, like, the worst place for saving a spot for Larry, uh, for, for MC Bat Commander. Yeah, um, yeah dude, just because you, you were saving a spot, but you were number one I was in the line. Fir- I was the first in line. So, like, yeah. it, it, it was that's... it was, it was was the, the worst spot to save a spot in. Yeah, that's um, always the most awkward spot. You're like, um, yeah, let me just cut the whole line. Yeah, let me yeah. just put somebody right in front of the rest of the line. Yeah, so, uh, so, so I, I didn't, I didn't get to see him that that cut. However, later that day, when we're walking out of the convention, um, we run into Jack Black a second time, uh, basically having, basically, I think, lunch with his family uh, outside so. outside the hall. Yeah, at a little picnic table across from the food trucks, 
minding his own business, not anyone seeming to notice besides us who did the double take as we walked by. I'm like, there goes Jack Black again. Um, But yeah, like Jeremy said, fortunately slash unfortunately, he was with his family, so we didn't get a chance to say hi. We didn't want to bother him, but it was still cool to walk by Jack Black again. Yeah, Yeah. You get to see, not often outside of like them being kind of, I I hate to say it, them being paid to be there, right? Like, you don't see celebrities at cons all that much, unless it's, like, San Diego. Uh, so to see somebody come into, like, an actual, like, I'll say movie star, right? Like, coming in to just do real people things, you're like, you're just like us! Like, it was, it was really yeah. cool to see that there was, like, right. somebody... Um, right? He was he was walking around with this giant fungal bag of cereal, just like we were. Yeah, yeah like, he, he walked out with yeah, one of those. <laughs> right there. Yeah. Like, so, you know, that just means there's hope that one day we can start a movie with The Rock or Kevin Hart. You never hey, know. You know, hey. I'm I'm a fat guy. I got at least one part of that down. <laughs> I, I, I'm fat and hyper, so I, I mean, I fit part of that mold. Have you seen oh, my that's, piss? That's right. My that, P.O. You know, called, and I need that piss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I that's forgot this movie. There's a whole thing that I, I forgot. I need these things called acting skills. Don't really have that. I do want to call out, uh, you know, the thing about Funko is that it, it all really worked out in our favor as far as like the halls. Because I know, you know, the guys were really worried about getting those cereals. I know when we first heard about it, it was like, oh, man, there's only going to be a thousand. That's only like 300 a day. Like we're doing all the math. Like this isn't going to work out. You know, we're going to get back in line. But, you know, like Jeremy had mentioned earlier, the press badge kind of saved us a little bit just because we got to get in early. And I will say getting in that line was really cool because everybody was just so excited to buy this cereal. Like we're high fiving each other, you know, we're walking through and, um, you know, I know we'll go through the individual halls, but we we were we, you know, did pretty well at Funko. I will say that. Uh, But it it was awesome because I know it was something that we were kind of all worried about. And then it ended up just working out like so well. Like most things at DesignerCon, it just ended up being a better experience than I could have hoped for. It was really cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I forget about the high fives. Like as soon as they let us into the Funko booth, like right, we were in the line before the official line. But as soon as they let us in the official line and we were snaking around, it was high fives all around. A little bit of cheering. It was, yeah. it, was it was a good time, right? And then you guys got to hang out with me. Uh, I think Scott and Nate hadn't met Nicola before, but her and her husband Scott were there. Uh, we met up with some other fanatics too. We met up with Snack Daddy, Hughes, uh, James, Comic Zombie, Ness. Uh, Ness, yeah, we met. Yeah, we met up with like so many people. I can't even remember how many people we met up with. Um, but it was cool because you guys were right there with me. So you know, uh, I think the best part of it, again, like I feel like I said this about fun days, but um, that whole Funko family thing, like, y- like going to Designer Con, like I knew that I was gonna have friends there and be able to say hi. Um, and being able to spend some time in line with them and talk and make those friendships grow and grow like that's the best part of going to these cons and that's that's the kind of that bond we all have over Funko and I know like Scott and Nate hadn't really got to experience that before um, but yeah. it's it's pretty awesome yeah for sure it was it was cool we were walking up and uh, I turn around and Larry's like I think that's Nicola or no wait I think we saw him at like a stoplight they're like hey yeah so, so mean so, so me and you were walking yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay Right. Yeah. And we, we saw Nicola and we ended up introducing ourselves to their group. And I remember one of the guys in her group was like, oh, yeah, I recognize you guys. That, that's, you know, it doesn't happen to us very often, which, but it's really cool when it does. And then as we're going on. 
Nate, you can say it. That was the only time it's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think maybe there's one or two instances, but it, it's, hey, it's first time at least. First time, right? Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. But, you know, it's like, like Larry said, there's just everybody there was just so cool. I met up friends from some of my, uh, you know, from my action figure discord. Larry, I was hanging out with Larry and um, there's at least three or four instances where Larry's like, hey, I'm Larry from Funko Funcast, you know, or not Funk, Funcast, I'm sorry. The, the Funko board. The board, I'm sorry. Yeah. I said that wrong. Okay. But anyways, um, you know, he's introducing himself with his username and also who he is because I know that he had probably talked to these people beforehand or on a regular basis. Just stuff like that kept happening and it was yeah. just cool. Some yes, some no. Like I always like to do both because i assume that no one remembers who i am but the more you meet people the more they remember who you are so yeah. it, it, it was pretty it was pretty cool i did make that comment though later that too like you tell talk to people and be like oh yeah i'm I'm larry this is my username and people be like oh yeah like i yeah. know that like how recognizable it was for yeah. that family right yeah, it's pretty rad ian i don't know where your headset is but i was going to ask you a question yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right Oh, I guess no question for Ian. No. Oh, there's our guest. There's Ian, unmute, sir. What's your question? So, Ian, we were just talking about how awesome the Funko community is. You've been to multiple Funko events, right? You've been to Fun Days twice. You've been to Fright Night. Uh, you've been to San Diego Comic-Con. Where did DesignerCon rank? Was, was it your favorite, second favorite? Like, how was how the, the Funko booth? How was buying all that cereal? Pro um, I did like the Funk booth very much. It was pretty great. Um, they got good cereal. They, they basically, they had everything you ever want at a Funko convention. Did you think it was more fun than Fun Days? I'd have to say yes. Yeah, I thought you'd say yes. Because yeah. it's not loud. It's very quiet. <laughs> right? Yeah. So I, I do have something i don't know if you guys saw this when i was walking around um and, and jeremy it might be in the 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 film i had some recordings of it i did feel really bad for the uh the funko booth guys though who i saw on saturday having to wheel around a big ass shopping cart of milk because they were doing still doing the whole you could sample <laughs> it and uh but I looked at it, I was like, they went to the CVS across the street with that damn shopping cart <laughs> and bought like 30 gallons of milk. <laughs> it was one of those things I was like, oh, I feel really That's bad awesome. for those people. Well, it, yeah, it, well, I don't think we mentioned that yet, but uh, Scott's talking about the taste testing and they had the cereal out to taste. And I thought it was funny now that Scott says that because I didn't realize they had gone and bought all the milk right then and there. Yeah, Two kinds. Right? Yeah, they two soy milk, milk and yeah. regular milk. Yeah, yeah right. So, no, like you watch the person with a legitimate because they were using like real shopping carts, but it was just full of milk in that thing. They're like wheeling it in in the morning. I'm guessing they probably had to make multiple runs, but I felt really bad for them. Multiple yeah. runs. <laughs> that was another unexpected <laughs> thing to come from Funko. I didn't expect there to be taste testing. Yeah, it was interactive. Yeah, it makes As, sense why, because they're selling all of their cereal, they're selling the bowls, they're selling, you know, everything related to the cereal. I just didn't expect that, and that was a way that you got a free mini box, you know, and you got the spoon from it. So, it just they just made it such an interactive experience. It was cool. It was cool. Yeah, I really think, like, sometimes the Funko Freebies are the best part. Like, Scott's Giant Spoon. 
Yeah. It's it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, the oh, mini boxes. The mini box of cereal. Yeah, show yeah. us yeah, mini box. Ian, you were showing us the other one, right? What's the other mini box of cereal that we got? The yellow one. So uh, Ian so has the decon one with him, the one that you the first thousand people each day got that yellow decon box that had an enamel pin inside. Yeah, Jeremy's yeah, got this it. This box it with, the, with the uh I, I'm not really sure he is. Yeah, like yeah, the little the decon man. Decon, decon yeah. dude. That one That's has pretty cool. Yeah, that one had the yeah. enamel pin in it, and then this one you got for taking the taste test at the yeah. booth. Yeah, I, Ian just finished his uh, pre for a little pre podcast snack. So yeah. how, how did it taste, Ian? Let's give the official Funko cereal review. How how, how is oh, the Funkos? Whoa. Um. So, if you buy them at the store, they're not very good, but if they're fresh, they're better. True. Like we and got if to make... you eat too much of it, 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 it kind of doesn't taste good. So, you gotta, drink, you gotta get, get some milk first. Specifically, I think that Mega Man we got was a little stale, but Ian is right. The, yeah. the ones we ate uh, in Anaheim, uh, that is actually pretty good. Yeah. I know people no, hate, I... On, I hate on the cereal a lot, but... I, I think maybe by the time it gets to the store shelves, for whatever reason, the first batch was a little bit, a uh, little bit older, a little bit stale. But when it was fresh, it was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I have Just to agree with Nicola in the, in the chat. It tastes a lot less chemically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we all had them. I was, I, I had brought my daughter, so I was like, hell yeah, like, get a bowl of that. That'll keep her busy for a little bit. Um, yep. The first so, ever oh. junior STS guys meet up with, uh, yeah. with Ian yeah. and Scott's daughter. Yeah, it was cool. Not so, uh, so, so kind of with, with some of the, the, the different decon ad adventures that we had too. Like I said, not only so we so did the Funko booth, we met up with some of the different, but honestly, some of the, some of the other stuff there was like some of the, the things that that we had never experienced before. I think one of the interesting things was in regards to honestly, Metacom, um, just because we had never, I said, we had basically never. I really had the experience at a, at a Metacom booth before. So I thought that was really cool. I felt so bad, so bad for, for Nate, the very first night. Um, oh, Nate on Friday. That was, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grab. So if, for those of you who follow my Instagram, you know what I'm grabbing right now. Um, I have this big giant shelf of cereal right above me. So Metacom had a specific, basically box of cereal. So in the Funko booth, you could actually have, you basically have this bare brick cereal, which is like this orange red box. And then Metacom have their own box, which was this blue box. Um, so Nate wanted, he's like, you know what? I'm going to go wait in line because you know what? I want that cereal. And I also want a couple other things from Metacom as well. I remember that. Poor Nate waited in that Metacom line that very first night. All night long for like a good hour and a half, yep. and he yeah, moved, was he moved maybe Nate, ten spots. Nate Nate went in line, and I didn't see him again. <laughs> yeah. Um, first of all, thank you, Jeremy, for getting that blue bear brick because it was kind of a letdown. I got to say that was my only really bad experience at Designer Con. Is that uh, like like Jeremy just said? As soon as we got done with Funko, I ran over to Metacom. This is Friday night, which is VIP night only. I know we only have like four hours. And judging by the way Funko went, I was like, okay, I should be through Metacom, no problem. But by the time I got there, they had already 
started the second cube line. Um, so I had to go sit by the wall and I got through that pretty quick. So I'm like, okay, this shouldn't be too bad. But man, when I got to that second line, that thing just went to a snail's pace. I became like best friends with the guy that it was in front of me. We're just talking about everything from toys to like all kinds of stuff. I just couldn't believe how long it took. It got to a point where I was just, I, I had met up with Jeremy and Larry and I think Scott was there too. I just told him like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to wait here anymore because it had literally stopped moving. And I, and I think after looking back on it, I think it's because they had a signing at that same time, which I got to be honest, if it's VIP night, I don't know if a signing is really the best time to do that. Maybe wait until Saturday where everybody's there. But um, other than that, you know, it was awesome. And then unexpectedly, you know, the guys went back in line. You're like, I'm not waiting in Medicom again. I told them that. I said, I'm not going to do it again. Uh, but Jeremy comes up and surprises me like, guess what, man, got you this bear brick cereal. I was like, that is so cool that you actually did that. Cause I got so discouraged. So, so let me, so let me tell the story regarding the, the bear brick cereal. Oh, uh, this is really bad. Like it, it makes me really sad for Nate on Friday. So, in, so this is so Saturday, me and Larry, I said, you know what, we, we go in, you know, I'm going to go try for Medicom. Like, and Larry's like, no, it's probably not going to happen. I said, it's probably going to be, take the line's going to take forever, this, that, and the other. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to judge. As soon as I get in, I'll judge whether, hey, it's a go or no go once I get in into the line. Um, So get in right away. The line literally is just slightly around the corner from the booth. So it's not too bad. So there's maybe 15, 20-ish people in line, uh, if that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to chance it. So then Larry's like, you know what? I'm gonna hop in line too, right behind you. So you know what? We're you know we're right now. We're committed. We're getting the cereal. So we get in line to get the cereal. I realize exactly why the line is taking forever. Once we get into the line, it's because for when you go to check out. So basically, you you get like this uh the sheet, this the, like the this, catalog. Yeah, catalog. Yeah. Basically, what two pages? What, yeah, what stock they have on hand and. and and basically, you check what you want. You hand that basically to a shop runner, and basically they they prepare your order for you, so that way you can just move along to the checkout once you get once you actually get into the booth. <sighs> um, so what ends up happening is the cereal itself isn't actually on the checklist, and the majority of people wanted just the cereal, and that's it. Um, so it's. It's one of those things where it's it, it was it was crazy just because our 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 cereal order got mixed up in other people's orders when we were trying to check out. So I think Lee, as Larry, weren't you like some girls' order? Didn't you you, you get mixed up with some like girls' order? Yeah, like the, when it was my turn, the lady had this order sheet that said Janet at the top. I'm like, I'm not Janet, and she just the the, the medicom girl just looked at me weird. It took her a minute to figure out that I wasn't Janet. With me, like I was like, all I'm buying is cereal when I went through the line. And they grabbed the sheet and they had the little thing down. I was like, I just want my two boxes, whatever. And the person in the line just grabs the sheet and goes like, Joe? And it's the person behind me goes. (laughs) And I was like, "Uh, hey, like, I want to buy just, I want that. (laughs) It's right behind you. Give me two of those. Yeah. Well, yes, because that brings up the point. So at that point in time, you know what? You know what, I'm gonna try my luck. I'm like, I'm like, hey, can I buy two cereals? 
And then she's like, sure, you go ahead and buy two cereals. So I'm like, yeah, Score. I think Medicom forgot that Funko put a one per person limit. <laughs> yeah. That's how I have two of them. So now so, it makes a lot more sense of why it was moving so slow. Yeah, it's yeah, just, kind of. It, there, there were no rules at the Medicom booth. Yeah, it was it was a cluster. Well, um, it's funny, too, because Funko had the same system and it worked way smoother. Yeah. You know, they had a guy that took your it, order. He says, OK, meet me at register three. He got a shopping cart, filled it up, met you at register three. You check out, no problem. And then Medicom, I mean, thankfully you guys got through, but like I said, it was just so slow. Well, I'm, I'm just going to tell you that I think Funko was smart because they had more than two registers. Yeah, that's true. Going. Yeah, they, that they that was the like, only thing with Medicom well, is they had two people. No, the, the, it's, it's the other thing. Their people weren't from Japan. That was probably their first time <laughs> in America. <laughs> well, and yeah. They had everything going against them at the Medicom booth. Medicom had some exclusives. And I'm not a big bear brick guy. Even though I love Medicom, I don't collect the bear bricks really. And if you guys aren't familiar with bear bricks, I'll show you because we got one for free in our VIP. They're like these little tiny bears. Or they have bigger ones too. But this is a little small one. And they're basically like Lego bears and they have different colors and different designs. This is the Andy Warhol one that they gave us for free. But um, I think that's what a lot of people were really after is those exclusive bear bricks because those things are crazy. I mean, you guys know some of those go for like $800, but you see them online, they go for like twice that. I mean, I think people want to get them when they can in person because it's a kind of a rare thing, especially in the U.S. Yeah. Well, let's just, I'll just add it. So when I was in line for, for Medicom, this guy that bought four bear bricks, it was like two grand, like $2,500 that the guy dropped. And it was just four items. Wow. It was nuts. But yeah, as if a collector, it's worth way more than that. As soon as he leaves the, uh, um, as soon as he leaves that convention, that, that those items were, worth it especially with they they brought a couple of their own bear bricks that <laughs> too rich for my blood uh <laughs> that they had for uh designer con specifically yeah and i will say i think most of that stuff you know at the end of the day it is designer con it's a lot of designer type stuff so artists make limited runs they don't make a bunch of what they're making so sometimes the prices are a little higher for most things that are there but if you're a fan of what it is and you know, you can appreciate the artist. You're not, you're not hesitant to spend that money. But Medicom is a good example of that because these are high price items that are kind of going to a select collector's market. Funko was a nice kind of change of pace because it was still collector's items, but not at that crazy high price tag. And you're still getting a great product. Uh, but a lot of the other vendors, um, you know, they sold smaller stuff too. But if you're going to get like a toy, like I got a couple of toys from what you could call a quote-unquote designer toy company a thousand toys those are a little bit more expensive but there's such limited production runs on that stuff um, i i don't know if you did an unboxing nate but do you have one of them you can show off because those things are pretty cool yeah so i i'm hesitant on whether or not i want to unbox these because some of the thousand toys figures are Ooh. they come on these blister cards so this is called sorry for the glare what is that so this is called a Glios Synth Buildman, and this is made by Thousand Toys, who also makes these, um, they're called like test bodies. So the crazy thing about these figures is the articulation is insane. Like 
I've never been able to get the range of motion that I get out of these figures out of anything else. They can do pretty much anything. Well, and it, I, I'm just going to jump in, Nate. We, we had a picture on our Instagram of the Hellboy prototype that they had. Yeah. On the Hand of Doom, every finger joint, so like each little part of the finger uh, for his hand was articulated. Yeah. So you could actually do like different like hand positions, uh, which I have never seen on another type of uh, collector toy like that right no yes scott's right uh they're doing that hellboy uh which looks really awesome actually and it just looks like it has the crazy articulation like the rest of these do and these uh these glios figures um i was i got you know good friends with the guy at the booth i was talking to him about their products and stuff and he had mentioned that these designer con ones there's actually a blue one that i missed out on that hopefully at some point i can maybe trade for um but they're only selling these colors at designer con they're going to expand on the line a little bit more but um when i heard that i was like oh man i gotta grab this because it's just too cool and they're modular too so you can take pieces off of one you can put it on another um you know you can kind of custom make your own toy so it's cool if you have more from the line that's really cool yeah so it's cool and a thousand toys actually you know i'll, I'll just admit it before i got there i didn't know a whole lot of th about a thousand toys i had seen a lot of their stuff and i thought it was really cool and i'd always wanted to see them in person but after going to the booth they had each figure out so you could play with it and mess with it and i started messing with one i was just like holy crap this thing is crazy and the quality was so good and then after talking to some of the guys there um you know i just became a really fan of the line and now i'm going to be looking for them every time i go to a con i do have to, to say a thousand toys also have that really awesome like put in a couple bucks court like in quarters machine it was kind of like the the ones yeah. that you have but like the quarter machines for like you know that you used to see outside like toys r us or at you know the you know walmart or whatever kind of like the gumball machines but the, spit the, out the like plastic, the, little, the plastic gumballs yeah that spit out the little like plastic little yeah. blister things that yeah, usually have a really shit yeah that have a little shitty toy inside um <laughs> This one, they had like a bigger version of that that spat out a collectible. Yeah, like, it was really cool to see. Like, I didn't take place because it did look like it took quarters. So I was like, I don't think anyone's got changed for this, but yeah. it was a really cool thing to see. Like, they had this little booth set up that had that little Turner thing. It was cool, and there was so many uh, vendors that had like little stuff like that. Like, they have, you know, there's all kinds of stuff there. Um, there's a company called Toy Pizza which makes these 3.75 inch figures that are like. They call them Knights of the Slice, and they're basically like uh, pizza ninjas. Uh, but, you know, it's just, it was so cool to see the variety of different toy makers and people I had no idea were even existed. And then there's people like making modular toys that you can buy separate parts for. It's just, you know, it's very creative stuff yeah. and things I could see really getting adapted in the bigger industry at some point. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, it was one of the coolest things for me because I, as you guys know, if you don't know already, I do a lot of unboxings of different action figures and I was really looking forward to seeing Metacom in person and being able to see those different toy companies that I've heard about just didn't really get a chance to learn much. And this con definitely did that for me. Like I'll be awesome. going back. Awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. I, right. It, I think it got us exposed to some stuff that we had never seen before and now we are fans of and i think that's really the point and 
I know kind of the designer toy community raised an eyebrow when uh, when the director of Decon, Ben, announced that there's going to be a Saturday mornings by Funko booth. And people are like, ew, Funko, why? <laughs> but like it, it brought some people there that, you know, I had never seen that thousand toys before or even knew what it was. But uh, right, it brought some of that Funko fans into that world. And we were able to check out some really cool stuff. So I think it was a win-win. Yeah. And for a company that's known for, you know, it's Funko Pops. You think of Funko Pops. Yeah. They came out so strong with their cereal and supporting that brand of their company. They didn't have a single pop out there. And they still were just flooded every day. Yeah. You know, it, it says a lot about Funko that they can come to a designer con where they haven't been before. That maybe there's a little controversy, you know, about them being there. But then they show up and they're so such awesome people. And, you know, they have a they make a great experience. It's like, okay, what were we even worrying about? Funko really stepped up to the plate. For oh, sure. Yeah. So I think our special guest, Ian, are you still there? Your video is turned off. All right. I think we lost our special guest. Oh, oh there he is. Oh, there he is. Did you, back. Did you have a question well, for us? gone again. Did you have a question for a special guest? No. Okay. Okay. Any last thoughts on the designer con? Um, I do. I, oh, okay. What do you got? What was your favorite part of designer con? Oh, good question. Ooh, good question. Who do you want to go first? You pick. Ian, it's going to go Jeremy. I mean, Nate, Jeremy, Scott, and then you, Larry. Okay. Uh, well... One of my favorite parts, and we mentioned this before, but this is the first time all four guys have been able to go. I thought that was really cool that we all were able to get there and do it. And it was a fun experience for all of us. And, you know, to kind of share that, and the first time I had been to Designer Con, it was cool. Uh, I got to say, though, my, my favorite part was probably just exploring the floor, to be honest, and, ex and seeing all the people that I had mentioned, you know, I've heard mentions of, but never been able to really experience and be able to take my time and kind of talk to those people and uh just the friendliness from everybody all the vendors everybody was just so approachable love to talk about what they were doing uh that to me was a lot of fun uh i so uh, oh go ahead so, sorry i was just gonna say so i think jeremy you're next oh. so i was gonna say i, I want to kind of echo your, your kind of sentiments in regards to that just because literally it's it's cool literally hanging out with some of your best friends um anyways but really hanging out with your best friends at a con is just a it's a completely different experience altogether but you know plus so we had the podcast and and, and different things like that it's just it was really cool honestly to hang out with the entire crew but then to to like i said to experience something new together and yeah. I, and i i think like i said this kind of opened my eyes into like i said a, a different world uh of some, some 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 of the different things that are out there and like i said i'm honestly looking forward to actually probably going back next year um it's 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 a con that was that wasn't necessarily kind of like to, to larry's point it wasn't on my radar until funko went there but regardless of even if funko's there next year or not it's it's a con that i, I probably still want to go to just because i said i had such a good time yeah it was genuinely fun so uh i think scott what what do you think what what are your thoughts i, I do have Let's to agree go, scott 
hey buddy uh, <laughs> hey, buddy i have to uh agree with with jeremy like say like the, this con i will definitely go back like it, it doesn't matter who's gonna be there again like if, if some of the people like i bought a ton of shit that i probably didn't need but like <laughs> i will be um i will be going back even if i don't get a chance to buy anything or, or anything strikes my fancy um but okay so what was my favorite part you guys already stole the good sentimental crap so i guess we'll we'll move on from there uh my favorite was all that jurassic park stuff um seeing the the replicas of not only the, the vehicles, which you see at a couple of cons every once in a while, um, you know, some of the, the time for that. But the fact that they brought in like the life size replica of the T-Rex to the to the con, like I love that damn thing. Like I took so many pictures of that. Like it was amazing. Yeah, um, the detail was crazy awesome. Yeah, like it was, it, was. it was so cool. But yeah, but sharing the same sentiment, like being able to walk around and, and see all the different stuff and just said i didn't buy a whole lot of stuff other than the funko things but uh it was awesome just to go see what everyone had and like to to look around and see all the different stuff <sighs> so you guys your turn larry you guys still all the good answers uh, i know like I, said, I was like so. God damn it i got everything <laughs> taken <Yeah>. from me <laughs> I, that's what it let me be sentimental for once damn it that's what happens when your kid picks you to go last um so <laughs> So yeah, hanging out with you guys, hanging out with Ian, hanging out with Scott's family, Jeremy's wife. Like it was awesome. So cool that we all got to go. Um, that was by far the best part, of course. But uh, for a close second, I'm gonna say the location. Like being in Anaheim, um, right? We we ah. Ian and I went to Decon yep. on Friday and Saturday. Sunday, Monday, we went to Disneyland because Disneyland's right there. Um, so it's the perfect place to have a convention. The weather in Anaheim in November is awesome. It was a little warm on Friday. Uh, when we were at Disney on Monday, it was totally overcast in like low 70s and perfect. Uh, couldn't have picked a better day to, to be outside. So uh, you guys are awesome, but I'm going with the weather too is is my big... Oh, no. Going with the weather and location is my, my close number two reason I loved Decon. What about you, Ian? Did you say your favorite? Ian, you gonna tell us your favorite thing? You're on mute, dude. Uh, you're on mute. I buddy. think he's muted there. You're still on mute, dude. <laughs> there you go, Ian. There you go. There you what go. was your you favorite go. thing? My favorite thing. My favorite thing was doing this. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> your favorite thing is muting me just now yeah. on the podcast? No, or, was your or are you saying that your favorite thing was being a guest on the STS Guys for about 60 weeks now? Maybe 61. You've been asking to be a special guest on the STS Guys podcast. Is it like a dream come true? Not very much now. <laughs> was, it every, was it everything that you is, thought it would be? That is 100% no. the answer I was expecting. Sipping on that heater raid. No. Do you, do you still want to start your own podcast? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if we were to start a podcast, what is it going to be about? And what is the title of said podcast? Pod Flanders. Ooh, I like that. Pod Flanders. That sounds like a Simpsons podcast. I would love to be a part of that. 
I'm pretty sure everyone would. How about Jeremy, Nate, and Scott would like to be part of Pod Flanders? Shameless plug. Awesome. That's that awesome. sounds amazing. Larry, the master of the shameless plug. <laughs> Hopefully I'm... by the end of this weekend, we'll have the first episode of Pod Flanders that we're doing live on YouTube. And then, yes, of course, Jeremy, Nate, and Scott can be special guests. I'm just saying I'm the leader of Pod Flanders this time. I'm being leader, so I can mute you as much as I want and stuff. Oh, maybe we're not going to do this podcast <laughs> after all. That sounds like it's going to oh, work yeah? really well. I'll show you. <laughs> I, 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 I do real quick. I have to give a shout out. Honestly, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pop my own collar, what and I'm gonna give a shout out, shout out to Scott. Me and Scott didn't curse at all during this podcast, and it was <laughs> incredibly no, hard. I did, I did. I, Jeremy, don't, don't take credit for that. Uh, I, I totally did. When? No cursing. I, think, I, 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 to... I, I said the S word a couple of times, I realized. Oh, I didn't, I didn't pay attention to that. I, so I do our... want to give a special shout out to Jeremy's wife. Yes. She absolutely. was awesome in holding all of our stuff. And she didn't <laughs> complain at all. And she was a total trooper the whole time. And I, you I know, do have it, to, I'll do a shout out to, to my wife for also have to stick in that Funko line to get me the second yes. box of all the cereals. Because... Uh, uh, I will say that that was not an easy thing to convince a wife to do, but uh, <laughs> she did it. So special thanks to her for that. Yes, and our, our friend Nicola throws out that her favorite for the thing at Decon, oh. and she muted me. Nicola's favorite thing was meeting Ian. I'm not sure why, because he's not being very nice right now. <laughs> All right. So. I like having fun. All right. Re remind us again, Ian. Where can we find you on YouTube? Uh, the STS guys? Yes, you are a guest on the STS guys, but you have your own channel. How do I get there? What's it called? Ian Doge. Just right. go to com, and you'll see a bunch of Ian Doge videos. And just to say, I have one more thing to say before I stop talking. Tell us. Oh, all right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and for that, let's say goodnight to Ian Doge. Good night, Ian Doge. <laughs> Bye, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I Wait, think, so real quick, real quick. If you're not already following us on Instagram, head over to uh, you can follow us on Instagram at SDS Guys. We posted up a ton of pictures from Designer Con, like we do at every con. So make sure to give us a follow. Chances are we'll follow you back, unless you look like a spam account. Um, we're also on Twitter at STS Guys. Um, we are on Facebook at the STS Guys, and I have Larry from. The and I was Ian from the SDS guys. Shilling <laughs> like a villain. Yeah, also special Stop. thanks and shout out to everybody <laughs> that let us do an interview with them while we were at DesignerCon. We're going to be doing a walkthrough video where we'll have interviews of some awesome vendors that we got to meet. So big thanks to you guys for spending time with us and letting us interview you. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, that video will be going up shortly. Um, like I said, I... I'm uh, still kind of downloading a lot of the footage from a lot of the different uh, sources that we have. So I'll be editing that over the Thanksgiving holiday. So expect that uh, probably sometime this weekend. Awesome. All right. So 
for episode 61 of the STS Guys. I've been Jeremy. Hey, hey, it's Larry. Hey, guys, it's been Nate. And I'm Scott. And I did it on time that time. Two things. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And oh. a quick moment of silence for Stanley. Yes, I, I, I was going to say yes. Moment of silence. Larry. <laughs> moment of silence, everyone. <laughs> moment of silence. The best, uh, the best moment of silence the SCS guys could could do. <laughs> Feels about right. True. Say bye, Ian. True, Stanley. Happy style. Thanksgiving. Bye, everybody. Oh, yes. Happy Thanksgiving. And Thanks bye. for being bye. here. Hey, hey, I'm Zandos. Sit down.